BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love Mary J. Wanna. This is Doug Loves Movies. As always, Doug Loves Movies is presented to you by OCB Rolling Papers. No matter which OCB paper you choose, you can be assured all papers are vegan, GMO-free, chlorine-free, and dye-free. Enjoy the show! Coming to you once again from the safety of our Zoom connections with another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, April 18th, just three days from my uh, high holiday. 2021 and my guests today are returning champ Aya Cash, Griffin Woo-hoo. Newman, <laughs> and Trey Gallion. Sup, sup. Hello. Let's meet them individually and alphabetically, starting with Aya Cash is back. Hello, Aya. Hello. I um I was my own audience and full of fans. <laughs> uh, it's nice to hear your voice again, a returning champion. Thank you. Um, I, it, I, it might be my first win. I feel really good and confident. Might be your first first ever win. That's that is correct. Um, but I brought in some, you know, some heavy hitters today. I feel so, okay. Uh, I feel okay going down. I won one. That's all I can ask for. Uh, well, also publicity wise, it's kind of perfect because you know we broke up is of course in theaters now. And then it's going to be out. Uh, it's going to be available on digital this Friday. So uh, you know. So you're saying this, it was after this Friday. After this Friday, you're not going to you know not going to need to you know promote. I mean, you could keep on promoting it or tell mm-hmm. us about the the next thing. You're always you know welcome to come back, champion or no. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm I'm basically retiring after this movie, so um, I don't think there'll be All anything right. left to promote. Well, this might be like, you know, this might be your next uh, detour in your career is to never lose on Douglas movies and have to come back for every episode. All right. Let's let's go for it, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) 
might be too early to talk that way. Trey Galleon <laughs> is here, everybody. Hey, Trey. Hey, hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, good. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. Do you think you've had Ken Jennings on the show? Like, have you talked to him about like at any point in his run? Was he just like, all right, I'm kind of ready to go home? Or did he enjoy it, you think, the whole way through? I, you know, whenever Ken's around, it's like in a green room and there's people, you know, fancier than me there that, you know, he, he enjoys talking to. So we haven't had too many uh, heart to hearts, but like, you know, he's very responsive if I, if I ask him, you know, anything. And I was there in the audience when he won the GOAT, when he won Greatest of All Time. You know, I just kind of casually, you know, might have even been in a DM over Twitter, just said, Hey, can I come to your, you know, can me and my girlfriend come to your taping uh, of the, you know, tournament of champions, champions for Jeopardy? He's like, yeah, sure. And he put put us on the list. And like, like he didn't have any family there or anything. Like we were, we were like Ken's people when he won. <laughs> no way. And, and he won, he wins like a, the prize is like a million bucks. And then as soon as it's over, he's like waving us up on a stage and just laughing with us while we're taking <laughs> gag pictures on the Jeopardy set. I think that is the best. I mean, the guy is crazy chill. Like, I think like on the, he's too chill. I was just gonna say he's on he's on the well, too chill spectrum. That was kind of the fun of watching him because like I I got to see his entire original run. Um and he was just so much like not only did he just kill everybody, but he was really funny too, you know. Is Trey here to promote Ken Jennings? Is that right? what? <laughs> Does he have a book coming out or something? <laughs> Sorry. I'm funny sometimes. <sighs> <laughs> Thanks for being here, Trey. Also Thanks. joining us. And also funny sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Griffin Newman is here. Hello, Griffin. Hello. Uh, can, I, can I just say on, on the sort of subjects we've been talking about, uh, I felt it's one of the only, if I can say this perverse silver linings of the pandemic year for me is I was preemptively getting stressed out about having to try to defend my title in New York, 12 guests of Christmas for a third year in a row. Uh, cause I won twice and then I feel like, well, now there's an expectation and I was internalizing that from the moment after the second one ended. And I do feel a relief that like, I got to take a, a year off. I feel like this is what we call a humble brag. Griffin. It's a humble brag. It's a humble brag, but you also, I mean, you kind of, you came in as a reigning champion. I mean, we're talking about the same thing here. Yeah. Well, know? and as a former 12 guests of Christmas champion see, from New York. What I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's it's where we all have uh, humble brags here. But I think what we're what we're talking about is that some sometimes the crown weighs very heavy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not for me, because I really lucked out when I won mine. <laughs> you know, so. it was a light crown. <laughs> yeah. I'm just happy to be here. I think the problem was that dude throwing pop brownies on stage and everybody got too high and I'm the only one that functions high. So I ended up winning the thing. Mm -hmm. You like yeah. pop, pop, you ate the pop brownies while doing the show. I mean, I did. Wow, I, <laughs> yeah. I do not function on pop brownie. I, yeah, I the last time uh, I ate a pop brownie, I Marie Kondoed my entire space, and I woke up and my my uh, bedroom was in the living room. 
um, because nothing <laughs> sparked joy. And um, that was 12 years before Marie Kondo. So uh, I could have been a millionaire. <laughs> Everything was folded, but in a different place. <laughs> yes, I had perfected her fold as well. It wasn't wow. just about the joy. It was about the organization. <laughs> yeah. Has anybody ever tried that as a, like a, to help people just say, Hey, if you're like, if things, if you don't feel great about your home, just, uh, you know, put everything in the bedroom in the living room and everything in the living room, bedroom, see how that works. <laughs> it's sort of like, don't, don't go in there. If nothing sparks joy, turn one room of your home into like Mrs. Haversham's hiding place, you know, that's, and that's the new Nexium. We could sell people on this, get their yeah, money. Just don't go in there. My room was a $450 room in, in New York in 2005. So um, it, nothing sparked joy in that room. <laughs> My bathroom fell like the bathroom upstairs fell through and I tried to like not pay, you know, rent for that uh, week that I didn't have a bathroom. And they were like, just squat over it and give us your money. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I had the exact same thing happen to me. And not only that, I had in one apartment in the span of one year, um, the bathroom above me collapsed into my bathroom and my bathroom collapsed into the bathroom below me. <laughs> I mean, look at you two. You're like Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. For real, it's a money pit. <laughs> Except with no problem solving ability, just sort of like, okay, I guess I'll pay for it. Like, and, and fell the down it, the scaffolding. Right. The it here isn't for repairs. It's just paying the fucking rent. Like, I can't believe I agreed to that. Yeah, me either. We're suckers. Right. Trey's going to win. Trey's yeah, man, you, guys, will, like, you guys are perfect for the new cult thing about switching the rooms. I, I remember calling my landlord and being like, where am I supposed to shit? And he was like, I don't know. Do you have friends in the neighborhood? And I just accepted that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're going to be friends. You can come poo at my house if you really need to at any point. Like, I don't know. When, Wendy's is open late. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't even do it at Starbucks here anymore. You have no. to get a code. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's a problem. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought Starbucks decided anybody could use the bathrooms or is that everywhere but Brooklyn? I That's they, everywhere but New York because yeah. of the homeless situation. Well, I, uh, I Whole also Foods think did the same thing. I think Starbucks whole thing was was just we decided that anyone can sit here. Because there was an issue where someone called the cops on a guy who right, was there with right. a laptop, like uh, waiting for assume, someone. I just right, assume but, that also meant that the toilet, like you could, you know, you, it was okay to use the bathroom if you were, no, absolutely. even if you're hanging out. Starbucks bathrooms are a higher status thing than Starbucks <laughs> tables. What do actors in New York do now? When I was, you know, starting out in New York, that's like Starbucks bathrooms is where you changed into yeah. your like, oh, yeah. Hey man, you support your, your local business. Maybe yeah. you should have been going to the neighborhood coffee shop. <laughs> right, you, should, you should be uh, putting on concealer and trying to wake yourself up in a local, ethically sourced coffee shop on your in your neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, but then you'd have to buy something. I was not That's buying things at Starbucks. I was just changing in the bathrooms and putting on fishnets and things I thought the male gaze would like. Well, just go. Then you just go find a bar. If you're in New York, there's plenty of those. Same thing. Just drop a dollar on the tape on the bar as you're walking by, and just like, hey man, I'm gonna use the bathroom real quick. 
See, I, I never even thought to do the dollar. I certainly have many times walked up to a bar, got carted, walked straight to the back, used the bathroom, left. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a, on a Friday night or something. Right. Yeah. But I'm talking like middle of the day. I got to take a dump. Oh, sure. Right. Then I'll find then a you, bar that's open, slap yeah, a dollar you, on you the bar. You can't go unnoticed that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have plausible deniability when you leave the bar right away with the guy who checked your ID because you could have not found who you were looking for or found who you were looking for. And that's why you left right away. Exactly. I would always <laughs> overperform that exact thing you just described. Like, I would try to like have a moment with the bouncer. I was like, I don't know, cold night. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever, dude. Why are you still standing here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's guy, there's people that just gotta confess their crimes immediately. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, um, I rehearsed it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the thing. I would use the bathroom and then I would practice the look in the bathroom <laughs> mirror before I walked in. I was like, what? Is it a shrug? What kind of thing am I giving the guy? That's like my mom used to. T we used to go to the movies and, and you you couldn't. Um, she didn't want us to uh, buy stuff at the movie theater because it was too expensive. But she would very loudly and performatively say, like, do you want anything, sweetie? <laughs> Whenever we walk by the concessions, <laughs> like even though we had like red vines in our bag, and then I would mess with her and be like, "Yeah, can I get a soda?" And she'd be like, "Shut up!" <laughs> Box office report: Godzilla versus Kong did it again. Hooray! Really thought million. we broke up was gonna was gonna crack that, but uh. yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to give you the news this way. It's we broke up is not number one at the box office. Wait, box office but, like uh, uh, where are who's got movie theaters open right now? Oh, this is just I'm only talking about Yugoslavia. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the numbers are really not great, huh? Comparatively, well, no, there's, well, there's movie theaters, New York and L.A. We don't yeah. get movie theaters yet, but a lot of places have movie theaters. Open. New York, New York has reopened pretty much by and large, but everything's capped at like 33 percent attendance per screen. Right. Um, but but pretty much everywhere, all the theaters here have reopened. And, I don't and think Col Alamo's open yet. Uh, that's that's true. Yeah. But they, I feel like go bankrupt Alamo. They filed for bankruptcy, uh, right. but they're still supposed to open at some point. I think they're a unique case just because they can't really do food service in the same way they used to. And that's so much of their business that it feels like they're still kind of waiting it out. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm pulling for them, you know. Me too. Yeah. They have, uh, they're great. They have a lot of locations open in like Texas and stuff. Yeah, which is going to help them. But I think yeah. that's part of the problem and why they did the bankruptcy thing was because, you know, I mean, they were in the middle of expanding pretty, pretty yeah. hugely yeah. You know, when all this went down. So, yeah, they had bought out the space to take over the floor right below them in the Brooklyn location. Oh, so they were going to double their size. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I'm praying. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, for real, man. That'll work. Yeah, we're all, you know, in L.A., we're, we're very much uh, mourning the loss of the uh, arc light. And uh, everybody's talking about, you know, somebody should come along and 
and uh, take it over, which, you know, would be great, but uh, feels like nobody would take it over and have like the same sort of, uh, you know, rules and stuff that the, the arc light had. It was, it was a pretty, uh, pretty nice place to see a movie. No. Yeah. It's a shame. Alamo's not in a position to make a move on that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that would be a great, uh, but, you know, just this whole, the whole arc light chain. Cause there's one in Chicago, there's one in uh, San Diego and then uh, a few in the LA area. And they just uh, pulled the plug on all of it and all the Pacific theaters, which is the Grove here in Los Angeles and uh, many other theaters on this side of the country. I'm talking to a bunch of New Yorkers about this, this shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we all let's, know get, our let's get into, yeah. uh, we're uh, I'm behind schedule a little bit, but having fun. Um, yeah. Recommendation Nation, that's where each of you recommend one movie, one movie only. We'll start with Aya because she was here last week and recommended, what was it, Soap Dish? Yeah, Soap Dish. Nice <laughs> recommendation. People, uh, you know, chatting on uh, the Doug Lowe's Movies Twitter are uh, big fans of that movie. And... Um, what do you got for us this week? I'm going to go more current and and uh, probably less known, which is uh, a movie called Yame Voy. Uh, uh, it is uh, a movie about an undocumented man in New York City who uh, is a bottle collector, works a lot of jobs, and then uh, he would like to go home to his family and his family does not want him to come home. So it's actually sort of immigration from a different perspective um, and about someone who left home and left a son 17 years ago uh, when the the son was one year old um, and sort of trying to reconnect to his family. Uh, but he's also the one supporting his family by sending money home. So uh, it's a really beautiful documentary. Um, I am maybe slightly biased. My husband was involved, wrote and produced it. So, um, full but it's a beautiful <laughs> there, it there it is. Now we need, because this movie sounds like so stupid. No, I'm kidding. That's, uh, no, I, 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 you know, I'm excited that you're, that you're excited about it because, you know, I, I can tell it's, it's, it's real. And, uh, you know, it's on Netflix, it's easily, it's free, it's accessible. It's on Netflix. Uh, but how do you, uh, how do you spell it? Yeah. Oh, actually, I think it, on Netflix, it's the English title, which is I'm leaving now. So Okay. Yeah, we'll call I'm going to call it I'm leaving now because I don't I don't know how many uh, people that uh, listen to this don't speak English, but uh, I'm sure there's some. I mean, you know, that's probably some people speak there, mul multiple languages. There are subtitles um, that tell you uh, what people are saying when they're mumbling. There are subtitles throughout the whole thing. We are having ah, a subtitle discussion it. before the podcast started. <laughs> Recently, I had a, um, a movie on that had some scenes where people speak with subtitles, but I turned on the closed captions, and then there became times when the closed captions would be over the subtitles at the same time, so you couldn't read either yes. of them. <laughs> the smart films no it's amazing sometimes either that or i'm just really high or something but i know you're right done it. you're right some films are smarter than others like they've been uh you know uh programmed better 
When I watched um, the new Coming to America, uh, the, every time I paused it, it would be German subtitles. There were no subtitles on, but then, and whenever they sang, it just started uh, doing German subtitles for every song, which oh, I yeah. thought was an interesting choice. <laughs> I just wow. saw something recently where they where there was just suddenly uh, like German subtitles in, in random spots for a few seconds, but. I, can't remember what it was. That's that is some weird st stuff. <laughs> I I used to own a bootleg DVD of the Jessica Alba dance movie Honey, and there was one like ten minute section in the middle of the bootleg where it went into black and white, and my my assumption was always like, oh, this is a technical issue from a, a shitty bootlegger, but I always want to think that it was like an artistic choice not on the original filmmakers, but on the bootlegger where it was like Kill Bill <laughs> volume one style. Like they were like, I think this scene would have a little more impact if you really put into starker contrast. Right, right. That's like, oh, you got that bootleg from Flea Man. He always puts that <laughs> thing in it. <laughs> he yeah. puts his spin on the movies. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, didn't I love Kramer, Flea Man. Like, Kramer got in trouble with the guy that uh, he worked for when he was bootlegging because he got, tried to get creative with it. Right, right. Yeah. I speak of Kramer like he's a real person. <laughs> yeah, our buddy Kramer. You know Kramer. Trey? What? <laughs> you um, want to recommend a movie? I do. This one is stuck in my head The because uh, I saw it recently and had never seen it before, but The Long Goodbye uh, with Elliot Gould. I really liked it. It's like a private eye movie set in Los Angeles, you know, and um, he's got a dope apartment in that thing which i looked up and is going for 1.6 mil right now so if anybody in la's got 1.6 mil and wants to buy elliot gould's apartment from the long goodbye it's over by one of the frank lloyd wright houses anyway it's a fun movie it's good it's i uh, got you know some subtle subtle humor in it that i enjoy all right i think we we don't have to discuss this any further that Fair movie uh, rules. I second everything you just said. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was great. <laughs> Thanks. Griffin. <laughs> uh, on, on my uh, podcast, the podcast, I do blank check. We were just wrapping up uh, a month uh, doing all of Elaine May's films. Uh, so I rewatched those recently and all four of those are very much watching. But the one I, I want to call out in particular is the Heartbreak Kid, which I had not seen in a while, her original version. And it's been sort of out of circulation for a while because of weird rights issues. But uh, doing the podcast, I I discovered that it is, in fact, pretty easily viewable on, on YouTube in several different places. Uh, so I highly recommend that people watch the movie illegally because there's no other options at this point in time. But I, I think it is uh, kind of undersung as one of the great American comedies, period. It's it's an amazing movie. Yeah, that's one with uh, uh, Charles Grodin. Yeah, and... Um, uh, he, of course, he's, Shepherd, he's yeah. playing. He's playing the uh, Ben Stiller role. Yes, and because <laughs> there is another heartbreak right. kid, we should be clear right. that there was a more recent one that showed how kind of how great the first heartbreak kid was. Because using that blueprint, it's still you know it's a pretty entertaining movie in its own right, but it's just it's not it's just not as good a, a, as the original. 
because you know that the first one was such an original that you can't really just copy it and come out with something that's as good no i mean and the premise of the original movie is essentially what if someone was so self-absorbed and so perpetually obsessed with the idea of deserving a better life that they fell in love with someone on their honeymoon right like fell in love with someone else immediately started thinking about who else they wanted to be with and then the premise of the remake is essentially what if you married beetlejuice like the, premise <laughs> of the remake just becomes what if you married a demon which is like well then suddenly it's not that unlikable that he falls in love with someone else on his honeymoon it's self-preservation uh, whereas I think the Elaine May movie is a lot uh, thornier and sort of more probing into the human condition in a really kind of uncomfortable but fascinating way. Ooh, I like that. I'm gonna yeah. Because, yeah, you're yeah. right. That Ben Stiller one, at no point in that movie do you, like, you're on Ben Stiller's side the whole time. Yeah, it, she truly is, like, one of the most demonic characters I've ever yeah. seen in a movie. She's a pathological liar and, like, a con artist. So it just becomes a movie of, like, a guy getting tricked. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. And also, but it's also just a guy who, you know, has his own image to think about when making a movie like that. And yes. Charles Grodin was, you know, in movies in the seventies when it seemed like everybody uh, was all about, you know, serving the, the character and the, and the movie and not really were, you know, worrying about how, how they came off. Hence some, so many unhinged performances and like, Robert Altman movies. Yeah, yeah. And Grodin was kind of the king of playing uh, uh, pointedly unlikable leading men at, th at that point in time, just having no interest in trying to get like conventional audience sympathy, which is really interesting to watch. It's funny that these guys that I've grown to love like unconditionally, like him and the recently passed George Siegel, you go back and watch movies in the 70s that they were in and their characters do terrible shit left and right. And you're just still rooting for them because they're that movie star that you love, you know, whereas that doesn't seem to uh, uh, apply these days, you know, like either kind of do one, you know, they either play villain, villains or heroes for the most part. Like I'm talking about movies uh, here. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just <laughs> rambling. Um, we've got three great options here for people to, check out i haven't seen i'm leaving now but i'm going to it's been a long time since i've seen a long goodbye so i should revisit that same with heartbreak kids so this is some good this is some good stuff for me to check out and like griffin said like just find youtube uh find a heartbreak kid on youtube and uh you know lots of other stuff when you're looking you'll be surprised what's on there and also in pretty good condition and you know maybe you don't even have to sit through too many ads definitely okay we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we're going to play some games so we'll be right back no flipping welding instructor alex declare knows firsthand how vr training platforms like forge fx can help meet the demand for skilled workers anywhere you go look there's going to be a shortage of welders VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back. Let's play a game called So-and-So and the Something Something. Trey's the only one who might have played this before, but I don't think he has. I haven't, but this sounds like this is the perfect game for me. Because that's how you, you you just say, oh, I went and saw that movie, so-and-so and the something-something. Right, and then you or Jeff go, it was that movie, and I'm like, yep, you're exactly right. Okay, that's true. Well, let's see if you can uh, do it the other way around. I don't, I don't know if you can. Uh, there's lots of movies with titles like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory or Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So I'm going to tell you the new title that I made up for an existing movie, but that follows that formula of a character from the movie and a thing or a situation okay. from that film. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> wow. It's like I just asked you all if you're uh, willing and able to help in the case of an emergency <laughs> in the uh, exit row. <laughs> I, I, I need a yes out of all of you. I need you to take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll go one at a time. So if somebody misses, the next person gets to guess and so on. So... Um, Everybody's got a chance at each one of these, but we're going to start with Aya and the film. I call it Lizzie Cronin and her fictional friend. Drop Dead Fred? That is correct. <gasps> wow. Woo! Right out of the gate. The champion is killing it. <laughs> but let's go to... What the hell is this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Did you well. stop yourself? I wrote down, yeah, I wrote down, I wrote down the, uh, the, the new title without writing down what it is, what's the title for it. So I just had to figure out my own, <laughs> I had to figure out my own logic. Like, what would that be called? All right, here we go. Trey, are you ready? I mean, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. All right. What movie could have been called Jake Sully and the Blue Man and Woman group. Um, is that the Fantastic Four? No, but thank you for guessing quickly. Yeah. No reason to belabor it. Just go with your gut. Griffin? Uh, I, I own a Halloween costume of this uh, character that I have used for various uh, comedy shows and podcasts in the last year. So I, I recognize the character by name. This is the movie Avatar. <laughs> That's right. Oh. It is Avatar. <laughs> that is correct. Unobtainium. Right? The... Yeah. yeah. You don't remember That's the iconic true. heroic character, Jake Sully? Uh, that's the what's his name sam worthington played him mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Right, look i got that right no points no points you don't get any points for that nope 
I'd sooner give you points for, um, you know, describing the long goodbye in such detail. <laughs> I thought he kept it brief, but hit all the bullet points. You really did. There was nothing left to talk about. I was serious. <laughs> well, we could have talked about the dogs. I like the dogs. Those are funny. The Doberman always chasing them around. That was pretty good. We're back to Aya. Okay. What movie do you think this is, Aya? Howard Ratner and the Bejeweled Furby. Howard and the Duck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing from your laughter that is totally correct. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it Did before. I say and the Duck? Howard the know, Duck? Howard I'm not sure how the duck has a last name, but uh, <laughs> it would be funny if his last name was Ratner. <laughs> He's related um, to Brett. He does kind of look, uh, he is kind of Furby-ish, though, that, that Howard the Duck. Uh, Trey, what do you think this movie is? But Howard, what? Ratner. The, Howard Ratner and the Ratner. bejeweled Furby. Uh-huh. <laughs> never ending story <laughs> say my name <laughs> um, <laughs> what do you think I know that Griffin's just sitting there waiting to tell us oh, the yeah. answer oh yeah <laughs> yeah and this is also one of the only for my money modern movies that operates like the kind of uh, 70s movies we were just talking about this is Uncut Gems Yes, that's right. Oh. Uncut Gems. His name's Adam Sandler's name is Howard Ratner. And of course, he at one point is showing off his bejeweled Furby. Totally forgot that. That movie was intense, man. Like I was it was one of those I enjoyed, but was just happy when it was over. Like, OK, I can breathe now. I'll go outside, get some fresh air. It was good, though. Yeah, I. it's funny to read comments on the Internet about it because um you know, the movie is supposed to be, you know, nerve rattling, you know, it's not, you're not supposed to sit there and just calmly watch it. Right? I hope people wouldn't. And, uh, but the, the comments, the people that hate it, you can tell it, it you know, got under their skin just cause it, you know, they just got aggravated with the, you know, cause the situations are very frustrating and, and, uh, and annoying. <laughs> It's terrible that I haven't seen it, but all every time I hear it, I think it's about circumcision, and I'm guessing that's wrong. <laughs> I mean, in some subtextual ways, it kind of is. Okay, See, a I very, I very circumcised character. He's spiritually circumcised and also physically. We yeah. assume their previous movie is also sort of about circumcision. It's called Good Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, Uncut Gems is just, uh, you know, re referring to the, the world of jewelry. And uh, uh, that's where uh, Sandler's character lives. And, but he's also a gambler. and He's got a lot of issues. And it's a, a very intense movie. And I know, in intentionally so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will watch post-pandemic. It's one of those movies where there's like stuff going on, like on the soundtrack, that's like clearly there to just make it, make the scene hard, harder to watch. <laughs> yeah, totally. The lighting, the music. Yeah, man. I mean, he does it well. You do, it'll, 
oh, sweats and stuff. It's emotional. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it really is. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I, I saw it in the, you know, it was, I saw it before the, we locked down. So I saw it in one of those theaters with the lounge chair kind of situation. It just felt weird to be watching such a tense movie in a reclined <laughs> position. Right? Like you need to be in a plastic school chair, like sitting forward even. Not I mean, like the edge of your seat, that's an expression yeah. for a reason. Not like, oh man, it was so exciting. I was laying flat. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I was Jay's lounged, fool. Oh man, I was so Jay's. All right. <laughs> Here we go. We got to settle this thing. Who got that last one? Uh, Griffin. Griffin's got two points. All right. Yeah. So I here's your chance to, uh, to tie it up. Don't expect much. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, here we go. Sophie Sheridan and her three dads. Uh, uh, three men and a baby? No, sorry. Trey, what do you think it is? Three men and a little lady. <laughs> <laughs> she changed her name. <laughs> For the sequel, she was like, nah, it's going to be Sophie now. <laughs> well, didn't he get married and then she had a new name? Couldn't that have been? Look. I don't um, know. I don't know how much time there was between those movies, but the, they're both incorrect. And then we go over to Griffin, who's always just in the bushes waiting to pounce. No. No, but I'm struggling here because those are my top two guesses. I would have done the exact oh. same thing <laughs> Trey did and just rolled the dice on maybe Doug was thinking more specifically of the second one. I'm trying to think of another movie where three men co-parent, tri-parent. Uh, God, Sophie Sheridan. And her three dads. I'm at like a complete loss here. So I'm going to guess something that is incorrect and, and which I also do not have the title for. I'm going to guess the French movie that Three Men and a Baby was a remake of. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> la, la baby la vie. Um, what was wow. that called? I forget what that was called, but... Um, yeah, it was based on that. And that started a trend of there's just a lot of American comedies based on French comedies and uh, didn't work out most of the time. Um, okay, so that one was called Mamma Mia. Oh, oh Sophie. Oh. <laughs> I don't know which one is your dad, Sophie. <laughs> Stuff like that. I auditioned uh, okay. for that movie, but I didn't read it. Oh, really? No. I, I remember having to sing, and they were like, do you sing? And I was like, no. Boom, out the door. Yeah. That's I'm why leaving. I didn't get I'm, it. That's I'm why That's now. why Amanda got it. Amanda Seyfried. She, she could sing, and I couldn't. But that was the only reason, because clearly I, <laughs> I was right up there. <laughs> oh, Millie Vanilli? Nobody's heard of Millie Vanilli? They could have done some... The, oh, huh. I just... No, you're right. I It was totally because you couldn't yeah, sing. Totally. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, yes. that's Sorry. what it was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, caught myself there. Good save, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aya. There's, here's the next one. Nick Wilde and the Carrot-Eating Cop. What? 
<laughs> what? Oh. That's not a good sign if that's your reaction. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I'm misdirecting. I'm not. Yeah. Um uh what Nick Nick what? <laughs> <laughs> Nick Wild and the carrot eating cop. Uh, uh the Bugs Bunny movie. <laughs> Incorrect, Trey. Um, Unforgiven. Excellent guess. Griffin. I was hiding in the bushes on this one. The answer is Zootopia. That is correct. Oh. You did it, Griffin. You win the game. Congratulations. Zootopia. Jason Bateman is a fox named Nick Wilde. Yes. And he teams up with Officer Judy Hopps. Yeah. Um, voiced by that lady. What's Jennifer her name? Goodwin. Jennifer, Jennifer Goodwin. Goodwin. Yep, she's great. That, that's those two, the voice acting from both of them in Zootopia is so good. Jennifer with a G, right? Yes, double G, Jennifer Goodwin. Do I get a point for that? <laughs> is it wow, Jennifer what? or Jennifer? Jin. Yeah. Jennifer. Jen Jen. Jennifer. Like Seagram's. Um you want points for the weirdest things, Trey. Uh, I'll think about it during the break. Okay. And we got one more game to play. We'll be right back. We're back, and I really thought about it the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> and and I came to the conclusion that I didn't remember what I was thinking about. Fair top. So Griffin won that first game. So that means he gets to go first in this next game. I know, not really much of a prize, but uh, that's here we are. It means a lot to me. <laughs> this game is called Better Dead Than Fred. Wow. Griffin, Griffin, we'll start with you, then we'll go to Aya and then to Trey. I'll tell you a fact, and then you tell me if the fact concerns the film Drop Dead Gorgeous or the motion picture Drop Dead Fred, or both? This is a very Drop Dead huh. Fred-heavy episode. Oh, look at that. That's right. little foreshadowing on that er in that earlier game. Yeah, are you going back to your themed game thing? Well, the theme here is that it's either from Drop Dead Gorgeous yep. or Drop Dead Fred or both. Griffin? Okay. Here's your first fun fact. Released in 1991. The answer is Drop Dead Fred only. That is correct. Griffin has one point. Aya. So ready. Ra <laughs> rated PG 13. I'm going to say both are rated PG 13. That is correct. Wow. They both get to say the word fuck once. Ooh. 
hope they used it right. I haven't seen either of those movies in a long time. Thinking about rewatching Drop Dead Gorgeous because people have been talking it up lately, including on uh, last week's show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've watched it recently. And you liked it. Dude, I love it. It's one of my favorites. I, I, I got to watch that movie. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> All right, Trey. Well, then this might be a, you know, a easy one for you. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Drop Dead Gorgeous, Drop Dead Fred, or both features an uncredited cameo, <laughs> a cameo from Bridget Fonda. Oh. <sighs> I'm going to say Drop Dead Gorgeous. That movie that you love? Yeah, well, because there's a scene with uh, at a beauty pageant where there's just a bunch of contestants there eating, and so I'm thinking maybe she's in the background in one of them. Oh, man. I should have gone with the other one. Griffin, is it <laughs> Drop Dead Fred or both? I, I I vaguely remember her being in Drop Dead Fred. So the question for me is if she's in both. But I'm going to say, based on your stony silence <laughs> after Trey's answer, that it's just Drop Dead Fred. That is correct. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> back to Aya Drop Dead Gorgeous Drop Dead Fred are both directed by men uh, I can't remember what year Drop Dead Gorgeous was but I feel like before 2000 that was like 95% of comedies were directed by men so hmm I'm going to go. I'm just going to, I'm going to go against my instincts and say, uh, dropped it. Gorgeous was just directed by a man. That is incorrect. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. Trey. Oh, why do you have to say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> Because the only reason why do you I'm... gotta be like it's obvious? <laughs> no, the only reason I'm saying that is because I have seen Drop Dead Gorgeous recently, and I did find it odd that it wasn't directed by a woman. Um, okay. and not for any, but just because it's a lot like that. That's an example of people are dumb if they don't think women are funny because there's a, an entire movie of hilarious women. Um. And um, so I was surprised that it wasn't directed by a woman as well. All right. Well, you're on the board, buddy. Yeah. Uh, now we go to Griffin. Isn't Drop Dead Gorgeous directed by a member of the state? I think. Um, oh, you mean the comedy group? I thought yeah. you were doing some tinfoil hat stuff there for a second, <laughs> which I have mine well, ready to go. That's state? why I was like, yeah, no, wait, drop- have I not heard this yet? What's going uh, on? Drop Dead Fred is a, a deep state psyop, but I think Drop Dead Gorgeous was directed by a member of the state, but I'm trying to remember which of the 15 it was. Yeah, I didn't uh... <laughs> right. The left side. <laughs> it was, uh... <laughs> 
Yeah, you can't you can't uh, look anything up because you're in the middle of a game. But yeah, it was directed by Michael Patrick Jan. Right, right. That's right. Well, I gotta I really gotta watch that movie and give it another chance. But let's uh, move on to you here, Griffin, for your next opportunity for a point. Drop Dead Gorgeous, Drop Dead Fred, or both has an actor who played Batman in it. Who? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Can I ask a question of clarification? <laughs> sure. Are we counting voice acting performances or does it have to be on camera at, in the suit? <laughs> wow. Um, any actor who has referred to himself as Batman while some sort of device was capturing it. Interesting. It can okay. be counted. Okay. In that case, I am going to blindly guess both. Incorrect. Oh. Great guess, though. Aya, what do you think? Like, you know when they do the, like, talking to ghost things where he sort of says, I feel like that question was a, like, let me see how Doug reacts in order to. And Absolutely. I was going to cry foul, but since you got it wrong, I'll take it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I am going to say drop dead gorgeous. Oh. <laughs> What's the matter, Trey? Because I know she's right. She is right. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, the great Adam, Adam West. Oh, right. And Drop Dead Gorgeous. So that was why your question was a little tricky because he definitely you you were trying to narrow it down from all the film Batmans, and and there's that TV Batman in the middle. <laughs> um, all right. So that we're back to you, Trey. Okay. Adam gorgeous or gorgeous oh. or Fred or both right. written by a woman. Both. Incorrect. Urgh. Griffin. Oh, I'm going to say drop dead gorgeous. That is correct. Damn it. That brings you to three points and makes you our winner today. Congratulations. I know, Aya, thank you so much for being here. I know this is a tough blow to you that you can't uh, Yeah, congrats, Griffin. Can't join yeah, us really again. Good job. You seem to know a lot about movies. Good job. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, your su man. support means the world to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made an enemy here today, man. I don't know. I, Mothman should not be messing with Stormfront. That is, no. that is nuts. Hey, no, we, we, we both shit in other people's bathrooms when our bathrooms collapsed. I feel kinship. It's, it's all right. I'll, I'll move that's on. True. That's true. Well, that's true. And, and also, Amazon conclusively took Stormfront's side over Mothman's. So you won the bigger <laughs> battle. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I'm sorry but for your loss. Thank we'll you. have everybody's welcome back soon, except, of course, for Trey. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's cool, though. I love it. What do you want to plug, buddy? You're going to be in my show on uh, Tuesday. You're going to do some, uh, do you stand up or sit down when you perform on the internet virtually? Man, I sit down. Yeah. Uh, who knows? It's 420. So maybe I'll stand up. But we'll, All right. It's well, it's still that's... weird doing it in the camera. 
But then, yeah, yeah then I do have, I'm going to do a show at the Spider House in Austin with some of our friends on June 5th. And they're doing limited seating. It's only going to be 60 people. So we're doing one show. And if it sells out, then they'll add a 930 show too. Um, but it's me, Chris Cubis, um, Chris Tellez, Avery Moore, Jay White Cotton, and Lisa Friedrich, which is like, that is yeah. Austin comedy right there. Great lineup. Yeah, man. Yeah, I want to awesome. have my friends out, you know, and, and yeah. have us all do comedy since we haven't, we haven't been able to do it in a while. Great. Good for you. I will see you on Tuesday. Yep. Aya Cash, the movie is called... We broke up. That is the it's movie. In theaters now, battling it out with Kong and Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but it'll be available digitally on Friday. Anything else you'd like to plug? Yeah. Can I just plug my mom's book? My mom's an amazing yeah. poet. She's got yeah. a book out called Now We're Getting Somewhere. Uh, it's in all your local small bookstores and she's won lots of awards. It's not like, a, I'm not like my mom self-published something. She's got like a Guggenheim and some NEAs and shit. So it's, it's real good. Go get that. Awesome. Griffin Newman. Uh, blank check with Griffin and David is my, uh, podcast I do with David Sims from the Atlantic. As I said, we spent all of, uh, April doing the films of Elaine May because we thought that was funny. Um, but you can listen to that wherever podcasts are found. Also, I'm, I'm, uh, I play a couple different voices on this, uh, weird show that is, uh, premiering on Showtime and, and streaming on Showtime's streaming thing on April 20th called Cinema Toast, which is a bunch of different directors who um, recut public domain footage uh, from different types of projects and try to craft new narratives around it and, and redub it. So I play a couple different uh, characters in one episode of uh, that. But I think it's going to be an interesting show. I haven't seen it, and I know nothing of the other episodes, but it's a, a kind of weird, ambitious sort of project that came about from people trying to figure out how to make a show in the early uh, days of the pandemic when no one wanted to actually be on a set. Cool. That sounds cool. I want to watch that. I think it'll be cool, yeah. I'm excited to see it myself. And can we count on you to uh, uh, repeat your uh, appearance next week on the show? Happily, that's, I mean, that's the burden of the crown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know offhand who we're going to have coming in uh, up against you, but uh, uh, I'm excited uh, that you'll be back and, uh, and, and good luck. Doug Benson's comedy sesh is happening Tuesday, 4.20 at 4.20 Pacific time. Stand up or sit down for me. Trey, Bree Pruitt, Billy Wayne Davis, uh, who else? Vanessa Gonzalez. And then also I'm going to play a game from Douglas Movies with uh, Jeff Tate and Sam, the ma'am Levine. RushTix.com. That's RushTix.com. Cacao! Thank you, Aya. Thank you, Griffin. Thank you, Trey. What a delight all three of you have been, as expected. And uh, have a great rest of your uh, Sunday. And as always, here comes some more. 
it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.